The 2021 preseason has started and we have hit the ground running on all of our digital platforms. Our podcast series, Red Bull Weekly, is back with former player Connor Laid. This is Matt Harmon of the New York Red Bull Radio Network. In this episode, we break down the roster, talk, of course, about the importance of preseason and look ahead to the beginning stages of the 2021 Major League Soccer season. It is Red Bull Weekly. Thanks for listening. the word excitement comes to mind when you think of the 2021 Major League Soccer season, which is right around the corner. We've been busy on our social media platforms and excited to be back up and running with our podcast series. We're going to change gears a little bit from what we've done the last couple of years, and we're just going to go straight across the board, Red Bulls Weekly. I'm, of course, Matt Harmon, the voice of the New York Red Bulls radio network, and we'll be joined on a weekly basis from former Red Bull standout, Connor Laid. Connor, it's it's certainly good to, I'll say, hear from you, but right now you and I can see each other as well uh, as we record this. Really excited to be able to do this with you each and every week. We'll have so much fun bringing guests on, having the flexibility to talk to players, coaches, staff, anybody that kind of comes to mind uh, will be able to do it. This this first episode will just be you and I kind of breaking down uh, the upcoming season. But but first and foremost, hope all is well with you, my friend. And And, and as I said, it's good to see you. It's great to see you too, Matt. Uh, you know, thrilled to be back here talking to you. Obviously, wish uh, we'd be seeing each other in person, but uh, seeing you on this platform is uh, is welcome sight. And uh, yeah, I'm very excited to, you know, talk everything Red Bull with you. Um, as you mentioned, the versatility that we can cover uh, a wide array of topics, and uh, you know, to get the season going is all is everything we wanted right now, and everything we've been waiting for. And it's been a very long off season. We can't wait to get back to it. You know, it has been an extremely long offseason when you think of it, right? It seemed like, uh, okay, so the, the year wrapped up when it did with MLS Cup towards the end part of, of 2020. And then everybody's so used to and ingrained in, all right, that first preseason camp, January, second preseason camp, February, uh, the stay at home in between. You're playing those preseason games and you kind of know by the end of February, the beginning of March at the very latest, you would have played um, a couple of games by now. And and here we sit in still the early stages of March, waiting for the MLS schedule to come out, waiting to know when that first game exactly will be, although we have a little bit of a time frame. Um, you, you know, I, I think the beauty of, of having you on each and every week now is, is you'll be able to talk about it from that former player perspective and now in your new role with the club as well. Um, and I do want to just ask right from the get-go with a long off season, the way that it was, is it harder for players to all of a sudden kind of flip the switch and change gears? You know, years past, maybe you'd have two months off, a little bit of downtime. I would imagine that first month is just take a deep breath, reacclimate yourself with family, friends, the like, but then the next month you start to get yourself back in shape, knowing the preseason is right around the corner, not the case in between 2020 and 2021 this year. Yeah. Absolutely. I think you said it best. Uh, you know, you're, it's so ingrained in you as a pro that you know exactly what an off season usually looks like. And you, you nailed it there. Uh, you know, you, you take some time to catch up with your family, your friends, you know, those loved ones that you maybe not 
aren't able to have much time with during the season. And then it's really get back to work. Usually for me, I mean, I know I would like to take a couple of weeks, you know, let my body kind of heal itself for whatever aches and pains we had going on. And then, you know, not take too much time because, you know, it's a slippery slope, especially as you're getting older, like I was. Um, but, you know, I, I feel like this, I, I don't envy the position that these players are in. You know, this is definitely very, very tough for them to be away from the game for so long, obviously have some sort of training that they've been doing, you know, voluntary on a voluntary basis, but there's nothing that can replicate having those preseason games, having those preseason sessions. So it, it's, it's definitely tough for them, but I think the biggest thing they've, they've had experience in this round with, you know, the early lockdown in 2020. And so I feel like that helped prepare them for a situation like this, where there is an extended, you know, leave an extended break from the game. And so I think having that lockdown and that, uh, you know, that quarantine process, I feel like is helping them in the long run. And it helps, you know, uh, Tony and the strength and conditioning staff to, you know, build out a great program. I know they were working extremely hard throughout the off season, uh, logging some serious minutes, a lot of runs, uh, a lot of strength programs. And uh, from what I've heard, uh, all the guys came in great shape. Um, you know, I know uh, hearing from Gerhard and Kevin in their uh, preseason presser that they're, they're thrilled with the ways that, guys came back and re that they're just ready to hit the ground running. You know, Connor, so much to um, even unpack with that answer that you gave. I saw you in the short little video that uh, the, the team posted as players were kind of walking in for the beginning part of preseason camp. As, as you were able to kind of greet some of the guys that you used to play with, maybe some of the new players as well, um, which we'll spend some time talking about as well. What was the immediate sense that you got from guys? Was it a you know, I always kind of think like, all right, the preseason grind. But if there was ever a year that you were probably looking forward to preseason, this is it. Because as much as somebody would like to say, oh, it must be great for the players. They're getting some more extra time off. If you're really um, serious about your craft, as, as pretty much everybody is that plays at this level, you're dying to get back onto the field at this point. Yeah. Uh, you know, for me, I mean, I know – you know, if I was in their, in their shoes, you know, this would be agony, you know, it, it's great and all you get to spend time with your family. But I think, you know, at the end of the day, this is what you love to do. This is what you live for. This is what, you know, your profession is. And, you know, uh, at this point, you know, to have this extended break, it's gotta be torture for them. Um, but I, you can tell by the sense that they came back, you know, they're just thrilled to be back in the building with uh, all the guys, you know, most of them, I know there's uh, some guys that are still, uh, not able to have joined the team yet and uh, which we'll talk about in a little bit, but I think, you know, just seeing, you know, their faces, you know, walking through those doors, knowing that preseason is here and games are right around the corner, hopefully. Uh, I think that is, uh, that's something that, you know, you can't really put into words those expressions. Don't think there's any other way to say it than, it was certainly a challenging year for everybody that was involved with, and, and I won't even say just major league soccer. I mean, life in general was difficult uh, for people, but from a professional standpoint, the extra testing, the being in the bubble, the being away from your family. Uh, so that downtime may be coming at, at a good time, but you know, the, and then we get into the reality, right. Of 2021, you just said when the games get back up and going before that as preseason now kind of starts. It's a little bit different than it's been in years past. It'll just be 
one trip to Florida, a lot more time uh, here in New Jersey, here in the metro area, getting the team uh, put together. And and I'll say under a new direction, because I, I think even though at this point last year, Kevin Thelwell had been hired, um, he was kind of in that process of, of making his way over from Wolves. Then you get the, the crazy COVID year, the coaching change, and then another coaching change essentially from Chris to Brad. Uh, to Gerhard into the playoff game. And I, I would have to think more so than anybody else, probably the person that's looking forward to preseason more than anybody has to be the head coach, right? I mean, I know you've spent some time um, probably hearing from Gerhardy at his press conference over the course of this past week as well. I mean, to me, having talked to him and we, when he was first hired and then listening to him this past week, it's a guy that's chomping at the bit to make his mark here in Major League Soccer. A hundred percent. Yeah. I mean, if you think about the situation in which, uh, you know, he really came in, you know, towards the end of last year, you know, he gets hired beginning of October, uh, can't be on the ground with the team, can't be around the guys, he, you know, you're having virtual chats with them. But as a coach, you know, who's trying to mold his team into, you know, the direction and identity that he's striving for, it's, that's got to be very tough. And I think chomping at the bit is an understatement right now for him because it's, uh, you know, actually getting time, you know, a dedicated amount of time where it's just you and your guys, you can instill everything you want into them. And that's going to be the biggest thing. I think this is probably one of the biggest preseasons in a long time for this club. Um, you know, with not only the change of, you know, the staff, a lot of new players, ones that haven't yet to join the team. I think it's, it's, it's a very, very big preseason, especially in the direction that we're going with, with this club. And I think, you know, for Gerhard, uh, for Kevin, I think, you know, for them to have really, uh, this is really the first crack for at least Gerhard to have a full experience, you know, that preseason leading into the season. So I, I can't imagine how excited he is, uh, how excited really the players are to really have that dedicated time with him to sense out that direction, you know, his coaching style, because he got thrown into it and it's, you know, the only game he got to coach was a playoff game. And that's a whole nother beast. And so that's uh, quite the daunting task. And so I think uh, he's very excited. You know, the guys are ready to get to work after a long break, like we mentioned. And uh, like I said, this is going to be a, a very big preseason. Matt Harmon, Connor Lane, Red Bulls Weekly, our new podcast series. We'll be doing each and every week for you uh, during the course of the um, regular season and now through the preseason as well. Connor, in that um, information, in that answer that you just gave, you know, you, you mentioned the player turnover. And, you know, as long as you were a professional, you saw players come, you saw players go. You were one of those that were fortunate enough to kind of stay um, short of maybe that one spell early, early part of your career. You stayed. So as the revolving door of major league soccer kind of continues how difficult is it from a veteran presence a ryan mara a danny royer a sean davis um guys that have been here a kyle duncan some of the i'll say veteran players not even necessarily in age but just the number of years that they've been with the organization how difficult is it to say goodbye to some and then hello to others yeah you know i i think you can take that in a, a variety of directions, but I think, you know, as a player, you develop relationships with uh, within the locker room with a lot of these guys. 100% it's tough to see some guys go, you know, guys that you put a lot of blood, sweat, and tears into 
uh, you know, this game and, you know, really giving it your all every single day in and day out. And, you know, that's tough, but at the end of the day, you understand it's a business. And as much as you, uh, you know, can dwell on that and just, you know, maybe feel sorry for yourself. I think you have to look towards the future. Um, you know, we're bringing in a lot of new players now. Um, and for these, for these guys, like you mentioned, you know, these older guys, I, I say older with uh, big quotation because, you know, we don't have too many old guys in the locker room, but for these guys, it's a big opportunity for them to take a big jump with their leadership. You know, you look at guys like Ryan Mayer and Aaron Long and Sean Davis, these guys who have been in the, in the system for a long time, it's, uh, it'll be a challenge for them for sure. But I think an exciting one and something that they should be very, uh, very opportunistic about their, their, you know, you get, you get a chance to work with young, talented players, hungry players, guys that know the system, uh, whether that's guys from the Academy, whether that's, uh, guys who have been loaned in, who are familiar with the Red Bull system. I think, uh, you know, it'll be a big opportunity for them to instill their leadership qualities and really grab the team by the scruff of the neck and, uh, make it their own. And so I think, for Gerhard and Kevin to have guys like that to accompany the uh, the young talent that they're bringing in, um, I think you just have to find that right mix. And I think they, you know, they're excited about the roster they have. I know they talked that there could be additional players to bring in, but as of right now, I think it's it's an exciting roster, uh, an unproven one in a lot of areas, and um, one that we know. I mean, from everything we hear, they're going to go after it, and they're going to be playing that, you know, typical Red Bull brand of, you know, that Red Bull style of play that we love to see. And that's uh, really uh, exciting to watch. Connor, tell me from a perspective, and I've, and I've seen other media members kind of make this comparison uh, as we start the 2021 season, some have harkened back to 2015. And you were here in 2015 when the coaching change took place in kind of a regime change as well uh, with Mike Petke being let go, Jesse Marsh, Ali Curtis coming in. And then obviously that trickled down to Chris and Dennis in their positions. Um, now it's Kevin and Gerhard as the director of sport and as the head coach. And I've seen people compare the roster makeup, some of the, as you just said, unprovenness of the roster to 2015 when, if you can remember, and I'm sure you can, when you remember back to that year, it was almost as if before the, first kickoff of the opening game, everybody just said, ah, Red Bull, don't worry about them this year. Nobody's going to really have to deal with them. Uh, you turn out to win the supporter shield. And let me preface before you even say, I'm not putting that pressure on this 2021 team. I'm just saying from a comparison standpoint, sometimes a lot of questions doesn't always mean that you're not going to be successful on the field. Right. And uh, yeah, it definitely has a similar vibe as to, you know, pre, you know, prior to that 2015 season where, you, you know, fans maybe are, uh, don't know what to expect. You know, you've got a lot of new guys, you got a new, maybe a new identity or maybe tweaking the old identity. Um, but I think it's exciting. And, uh, you know, we've said this a lot in the past and uh, I know I said it a couple of times last year, but this is really the, the comfort zone for Red Bull. And, you know, a lot of teams in the past where, you know, we've had a lot of successes, you know, that chip on the shoulder and, you know, playing that underdog role. And especially in our system, I feel like that's, that's a position you can thrive in. You know, you know, teams are going to come into games underestimating you. And that just allows you more room to thrive. And, you know, I think we, we, 
have uh, a lot of guys who can thrive in that mentality, in that position and being the underdog. And, you know, it's us against the world. And that's a situation where we've always found success. And, you know, I think as, uh, you know, 2021 season begins, I think it, especially with a young team, to be able to tell those guys, you know, don't worry about the results, just go after it, be yourself, play how we want to play and just go after it. You know, I think especially, you know, listening to, to Kevin and Gerhard speak, you know, there's going to be some growing pains for sure. As all teams do, you know, not every team is, you know, uh, hardly any team around the league is a well-oiled machine where just every year it's coming in and just, uh, you know, having the same, um, same results after same results. I think, you know, there's going to be uh, opportunities for these young guys to make mistakes and that's okay. And that's something that we've always preached, you know, not to be afraid to make those mistakes. And that's going to be crucial for these young guys to, to really uh, wrap their heads around, just, you know, come in, learn the system, especially for the new guys who maybe not be used to the system. It's going to be an adjustment process, but one that's going to be exciting. And uh, you know, it, we're excited to see what these guys can produce on the field. A lot of players on loan at the beginning part of the season, an extremely young roster. Uh, and as you and I record right now, we are actually getting um, what I will say is some breaking news, a loan to be announced between the New York Red Bulls and ironically enough, one of their biggest rivals in Atlanta United. Uh, Atlanta, if you can remember back in December in the re-entry draft, they had moved up to take the rights to Andrew Gutman, who had played with FC Cincinnati, had spent some time overseas with Celtic. He's kind of bounced around a little bit. Former um, Herman Trophy winner from the University of Indiana. He's going to be with New York um, for this 2021 season. And, and you think of it, he's an outside back by trade. I, I can't uh, profess to say, is he available in other spots? We'll find that out when he gets here. But now you're just adding, again, another piece to um, Connor, what I say, and, and you can appreciate this because it was where you played. Now, all of a sudden, a pretty crowded outside back rotation where the competition is going to be fierce. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I think, uh, you know, it, it's a, a position on the field that's very big for this system. You know, uh, having dynamic outside backs that can get up and down the field that are tough in 1v1 battles and also can provide quality in the final third. And listen, every great team, you know, you need competition at every position on the field. And, you know, adding Andrew is going to be a, a great addition. Um, I think he's going to, you know, from what I've seen from him, he's, uh, you know, very good on the ball, uh, has confidence in his technique, you know, as an athlete, clearly has had a lot of success. Uh, like you mentioned, you know, Matt Kerman Trophy winner uh, goes over to Celtic. You know, I know he came around, bounced around a little bit in the beginning. You know, FC Cincinnati then went to Atlanta, but I think in our system, it's it's uh, you know he can provide you know a a new look to you know that the outside back position. You know, it's yet to be seen. You know, other positions that he can play, but you always want to have competition. Like I said, I think uh, you know if you look around the the right back, left back spots you know, it's pretty packed right now. And I think that's, that's going to bring the best out of these guys in training. Uh, that's, that's going to bring the, really give you the best product. And I think uh, it should be a, a welcome opportunity for each of these guys to compete against each other every single day and show why they should be locking down one of those spots.
He was a guy that uh, Red Bull fans would probably remember when they did play Cincinnati uh, during the course of the 2020 season. Not only did he play, but he started um, a couple of those games that the team saw um, during the course of, of that weird COVID-filled year. So it's another young player that Gerhard Struber will be able to kind of mold and put together. Gutman right now, 24 years old, and he adds kind of a long list of players that are joining um, in the offseason. You think of Carmona, Cornell, I'm looking at the roster here, Diara, Edwards, Estrella, the young kid from Bloomfield, New Jersey. You've got Luca Lewis now coming in. Um, you've got Andres Reyes coming over after his time in Miami. Fabio um, bringing other players still as both Kevin Thelwell and Gerhard Struber mentioned yesterday during their press conference. We're still looking. We're still trying to evolve the roster. Um, Connor, I want to ask you this, though, because you've probably seen it. I, I can't remember a roster that had so many players, at least at the initial part of the beginning of the season, on loan. Do you view that as a as a positive or a negative when guys are on loan, whether it's for the entirety of the season or in a couple of cases, you know, New York will have to make some decisions midway through the year? Yeah, I think it's very interesting you say that because I, I think Kevin had a great soundbite from, uh, you know, the press conference where, uh, you know, it, it's, you know, that loan process is very interesting. And I think it's something that, you know, teams should definitely be looking into, especially in this COVID era where, you know, I think he mentioned try before you buy. And so that's something that, you know, it, it's, it's a tough system for sure for new guys to come in and learn, especially in an abbreviated uh, preseason. And so I think to get guys on loan who are familiar with the system and, you know, the Red Bull, uh, Salzburg, you know, a, a Diara, uh, a Coronel, you know, these guys who have come in, who know the system, know what it entails, you know, they, they can come in and, you know, you're more confident that they can hit the ground running because you don't have to necessarily play so much catch up with them. But I think it's, it's a great opportunity for, for these players. You know, you haven't signed a three-year deal. You haven't signed a four-year deal. You're coming in here and you have something to prove. And so that's something that every player, you know, I think it's, it's, it's exciting for them. You know, you can come and, you know, not only for the player, but for the, for Kevin and for Gerhard, you can assimilate them. You can uh, see how they do in this market. And if it's something, you know, that doesn't work, it doesn't work. And you haven't made a huge financial commitment. And I think you'll see more and more in this time where you're not able to go and see these guys live, you know, maybe you're relying on tape and you, you don't get those, um, you know, as much information as you would as you know, if you're boots on the ground and you're watching these guys live, you get to talk to them. I think you're you're uh, more reliant on video, like I said, on talking to other people. And so it's it's something that you know, great for them that they're uh, exploring loans and that will hopefully uh, prove fruitful and they're able to sign these guys to maybe long contracts and they can uh, help the club uh, lift some trophies down the road. You've got guys obviously coming in with with really solid pedigree too as well. You've got a Tom Edwards who's played in the Premier League. Um, one other guy that we didn't mention in in the list of new players, Cameron Harper coming over from Celtic. Ironically, connection there to Andrew Goodman as well. Uh, but but those kind of guys, yeah, there might be a couple that you're really waiting to see how they develop. But but Connor, there's a mix of guys in there. Whether it's a Fabio, whether it's uh, a player like a Tom Edwards, some of the more experienced guys, even at the age of 22, 23, 24, 
you you have to have some of these guys in order for success. You have to have some of them come in and make an immediate impact. Hundred percent. And I think that's you know it's funny in the off season when you're you know you're you're watching the team. You know you you hear rumors about guys. You you know the fans are clamoring for for the team to sign people, sign people, sign people. But I feel like the most interesting part of the process is that they're looking for guys who fit our system. You know, we're looking for the right players who can make our team better, who, you know, have something different to bring to the roster than we may have on that roster. And they're very selective in those guys that they bring in and kind of add to our roster. And so I think, you know, bringing in a guy like Tom Edwards, who has, uh, you know, huge experience with Stoke in the Premier League, Cameron Harper, who has, you know, a young starlet coming through the Celtics system, uh, young players who are really exciting, who I think are eager for an opportunity to add those first team minutes and really, uh, you know, I don't want to say get their career back on track, but really make a big statement that, you know, I, you know, I want to play, I want to have impactful first team minutes and I want to, I want to help a team, you know, lift trophies. And I think, you know, it's, it's exciting. I think uh, a guy like Fabio, you know, brings a different look up top. You know, you have uh, Brian White, Tom Barlow, um, but, you know, Fabio, I think he brings a different dynamic to that front group. And uh, I think, I, I think that for our system to have that versatility, to have different guys who can provide different things throughout the roster uh, will only help us in the long run. And like you said, I think it's, uh, a group that's coming. We're looking to add some more pieces like Kevin and Gerhardt said, but for what we have on paper now, I think, uh, you know, we definitely have a team that can compete and that uh, is going to, I think, surprise some people this year. Connor, it's interesting that you chose to say that maybe the fan base just wants the team to go out and sign guys from every single year. You know, you, you do go back to a time where maybe the names were bigger, but the philosophy wasn't as important as it is to, to today. I mean, and, and look at what you've, um, seen in your time in, in even the last couple of years, the supporter shield in 15, the supporter shield again in 18, when maybe the names weren't the biggest and there were all, always those questions of the roster. Is it enough? Um, you know, did the, did the playoffs work out the way that everybody would have wanted? No. Were there, were there close misses? Absolutely. But I think you could make the argument that from um, even if you wanted to go back to 2013 uh, in that first supporter shield, to, to now, short of maybe last year, but I, I'm not sure that that's a good gauge based on um, pandemic coronavirus. In terms of the regular season, Red Bull has not just been successful. They've been a model of success for teams to, in a lot of ways, look at what the Philadelphia Union did last year. I, I kind of think they've, they've taken a little bit of the Red Bull model and implemented it into what they do. Young players focus on the academy, um, maybe go out and try and get that player that nobody's a hundred percent sure about, but we feel like we're going to give an opportunity and we can mold a little bit more. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I think, uh, yeah, I don't want to be hard on our fans, but you know, I think after a long time, you know, not having true, you know, MLS cup, I think, you know, that, that adds to the frustration and listen, I think the players are with them. You know, we, we want to be left in trophies, but I think finding those right players, finding your identity is so important. And you know, really at the end of the day, we're all going after the same thing. And I think, you know, like you mentioned with the success that we've had, I think it's, it's sometimes overlooked, you know, having, you know, not missed a playoff since 
what was it, 2010? Uh, I, or I think right around 2010, 2009. I think it's, it's uh, you know, that's tough to do in this league, you know, especially on maybe some years where you haven't been at your best. You're still finding ways to, to scrape by, win games, and get into those playoffs where really if you're in those playoffs, anything can happen. And I think uh, that's a testament to uh, the identity, you know, in a, in a year like last year where maybe there's some things going on where you have coaching changes, where you have a pandemic, you know, that, you know, you had some injuries. I think it's, uh, it's very difficult and it's easy to make excuses in those times where, hey, you know, we had this going on or that going on, but the guys were able to, you know, fall back on kind of what makes us us and just go after at a certain point and you know they found a way into the playoffs and yeah it didn't end the way we wanted last year but that's just adding some fuel to the fire and uh you know that fire is burning uh very strong heading into this 2021 season 2009 by the way was that last year that red bull uh did not make the playoff um in in what used to be referred to as the the curse of the nines you go back to 1999 it was a tough year 2009 a tough year as well. 2019, maybe not the best of years, but a team that did qualify and get into the postseason. Um, Connor, let's finish with this. I want to give you the opportunity to kind of um, update everybody as to what what you've been doing from your retirement. You know, you you went from player to a member of the staff and the team on a whole nother side of things. And I think your role from that player alumni perspective, and I know that's not the only thing that you do, um, but almost, the you know, it's funny you talked about the fans, a lot of fan engagement, a lot of ways to stay in touch with players, fans, and and in a lot of ways um, be, be a connection from a player standpoint to now almost a, a, a quasi front office role, if, if dare I use that term for you. Yeah, you know, this is uh it's it's definitely been a, a fun journey uh this past year. Um I think yeah, we just just passed a year uh in the in my job and I think uh you know, it's it's taken a couple different directions. It's evolved in different places, but at the end of the day, I'm having a blast. You know, like you mentioned, get to engage with our fans. Um you know, we want to bring some fun alumni back that they can hear from. I think we did a pretty good job of that in 2020, you know, uh, getting to bring some of these big time players who have had major contributions to the club um, to come back, engage with our fans, uh, really reassimilate back into the club and, you know, let them know that, you know, they're, they're a big part of our history. And, uh, you know, we want to honor them the right way. And I think I'm excited to see where we can take that in 2021. Obviously, we'd love our fans, you know, if they want to see anyone in particular, definitely uh, shoot us a note because uh, we listen at the end of the day, we want to make you guys happy and we want to bring guys who are, you know, you're excited about. And so, uh, but yeah, no, I'm having a, I'm having a blast in my role. You know, there's so many different things I got to work on in 2020. Um, you know, only had about three days in the office actually. And uh, before working at home. So it's, it's definitely been an adventure and I'm, you know, Listen, this is this is my normal working from home right now. So it'll be interesting. I think it's going to be a whole new process when we actually do end up getting back in the office. But, you know, working like you mentioned, you know, a, a couple different uh, avenues that I've been working with in 2020. I've had a blast in the Red Bull two games, you know, watching these you know young stars in our club come up, especially in 2020, where you get to watch all these academy kids, you know, get their first professional minutes, uh, you know, guys that 
you know, we're hoping that are going to make big impacts on the first team, you know, in not too near future. Uh, you know, you get to see a guy, Caden Clark, you know, get his first professional minutes. And now you get to see what he's doing with the, the first team. Um, and, but I think the, the best part about it has been working in the community and just, ha uh, you know, really getting to know a lot of the fans that, you know, I, you know, I had known a little bit, you know, as a player, you know, you get to see them in your appearances and different team uh, outings and things like that, but get to know them a little bit more personally, get to engage with them in a different side of things. I think it's been so much fun. Um, you know, we've got incredible fans and, uh, you know, we're, we're excited to see how we can uh, make 2021 even more eventful for them. Well, it's going to be event for you, for you, Connor, for sure, because with another little one on the way, 2021 is going to have a lot of meaning. Um, th this was a ton of fun. I'm really looking forward to the opportunity to work with you during the course of the regular season and do this each and every week. And um, the opportunity to have it involved, you just mentioned, hey, if you're a fan and you're listening, you can reach out to me. You can reach out to Connor. If you have ideas, if you have things that you want us to talk about, please don't hesitate to uh, reach out to us on any of the social media platforms of which you might follow us. Connor, look forward to talking to you again next week, my friend. Um, have a fantastic week and stay safe. Thanks, Matt. Always a pleasure and uh, look forward to talking next week. He is Connor Laid. I'm Matt Harmon. Connor, of course, in his role with the team. Myself, Steve Jolly, we will start having the radio calls for you the second that the MLS season gets up and going. Our thanks, of course, to Gordon Stevenson, who puts it all together, and the rest of our communication team. For Connor Laid, I'm Matt Harmon. Thanks for listening to the first edition here in 2021 of Red Bull Weekly.